This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for a sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that too. Oh yeah, all really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. This week's episode of the Tanner and Steven Variety Show, we've got a man who eats blueberries, transparent public restrooms. We've also got uh, the question about droops. Uh, something about droops. Uh, I, I think it's a fruit or maybe an almond. I'm not quite sure. But there's also a story about a man who drives his lawnmower down the highway, and you can only imagine where he's from. All this and more, so stay tuned. Welcome, everybody, back to yet another episode of the Tanner and Steven Variety Show. Oh, hello, hello. Hello, Steven. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How are good. you doing? Well, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Uh, we've got a lot of news today here, a lot of uh, a lot of odd things going on in the world, as always, so I'm, I'm happy to share all these stories with you. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't be wouldn't be a, an episode of the Variety Show without some uh, just... <laughs> absolutely weird <laughs> just odd see the, most so. of my fun just comes from like telling you the stories and then just getting your reaction <laughs> but that's yeah. that, that's where i get my joy from um, yeah see that, that's one of the reasons man we need to we need to think about video yeah no, anyways b- believe me <laughs> uh, you know it's, it's definitely in the wheels here yes um but yeah man uh it's summertime it's hot outside it is let's talk about some news and something that'll help everybody cool down here. Uh, let's see here. Per uh, UPI.com and writer Ben Hooper, a British man breaks Guinness World Record for the fastest ice cream truck. We all know that we could use a very Whoa. fast ice cream truck nowadays, right? Yes, yes. This is true. <laughs> a I, mean, British... I was just talking to you about this the other day. 
Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, the uh, ice cream very much needed nowadays. Um, oh, yeah. And and a British inventor who set out to create a more environmentally friendly ice cream truck actually broke the Guinness World Record when the food dispensing vehicle was declared the world's fastest. Uh, Guinness said that Ed China broke the world record for the world's fastest ice cream truck when he took it to a top speed of 73.921 miles per hour in Elvington Airfield in Yorkshire, Mm. England. Yes. Mm. Uh, China said he was inspired to build his own ice cream truck engine when he discovered some of London's boroughs had banned the vehicles due to their emissions. The inventor Mm. said his ice cream truck originally had a a Mercedes Sprinter diesel engine until he used his uh, conversion kit to make it run on electricity. China said he is hoping to make the conversion kit publicly available in the near future to allow ice cream trucks rather, uh, to continue to work without polluting the air. China previously set six Guinness World Records for vehicle speeds, including a 2006 record for the world's fastest office. Wait. Uh, interesting. What? A world's fastest office. What does that even mean? Like, is, is, is it an office, like, in a mobile home? Maybe so. Uh, mm. I mean, I don't know how fast you can make your office, uh, but hey, I mean, I, I don't even know what like the parameters of that are. You mm. know what I mean? Like, indeed, Stephen. Indeed. Anyways, anyways. Um, but but yeah, Stephen, world's fastest ice cream truck. What do you make of this? So, first off, I would just like to say congratulations to this guy for accidentally setting a world record. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many people try to try to beat a world record and, and fail miserably time and time again, and this guy's just like, "Oh snap! Yeah, I did it. Uh, I made my oops. office fast." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Man, so you said seventy-four miles an hour, huh? Or yeah. like seventy-three point nine, basically? Yeah, it's a seventy-three point nine two one. Yes. So okay. I mean, 70. it's a. I mean, it's not outrageously fast for like your, you know, if, if you've got like a, you know, a, a nice V six car or anything like mm-hmm. that. But, uh, mm-hmm. but considering that it is an ice cream truck, ice cream trucks normally uh, are are fairly slow, and obviously you don't want all your your ice cream merchandise flying all over the place. This uh, is this true. Seems this like true. a very fast truck. Yeah, I mean, I I would say so. See, mm-hmm. here's I never. I never really like thought about the concept of like an ice cream truck being like a vehicle that was specifically made to be an ice cream truck. You know what I mean? Like hmm. I-, I never knew that that like, oh, this thing has an ice cream truck engine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, of course. I- it never even crossed my mind. So man. What were some a whole of... new world? Yeah, man. It is a whole new world. <laughs> What were some of your favorites uh, that you remember getting from the ice cream truck, Stephen? Ah, ah, yes. Uh, well, special shout out to the Choco Taco. Ah, yes. The the Choco Taco is... R- uh, R.I.P. Choco Taco. R.I.P.? What? I can't find them anywhere. Where do you find these Choco Tacos now? Oh, I mean, I, I can't say I've uh, I've had one in, in a while, but I didn't uh. realize that they were like gone. Well, I, I've I've looked for years, Stephen. I've yet to find one. Oh man! Like last we time I had one was from like last time I found one was from like Taco Bell. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I man, turned I'm, I'm I turned like thirty a, in a week, Stephen, and I've yet to find <laughs> another Choco Taco. Man, I'm having like an existential crisis over here. That was like part of my childhood, man. It's, it's like reading the lyrics. Check. It's like reading the lyrics to WAP. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, mind the song I, personally, but whatever. Yeah, I mean it is what it is, you know. Uh, but back is to it, Choco Taco. Well, uh, is it WAP or is it WAP? Is it WAP? It might be WAP. W A P. I don't know. Anyway, we're talking about the Cardi B song, right? Yes, we're talking. Yeah, about, yeah. Somehow we went from uh, from ice cream trucks to Choco mm. Taco existentialism, and then. Mm. WAP by Charlie B. Yeah, yeah, and we're not even like we're not even like ten we're, minutes in. Yeah, we're 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 at six minutes right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, Choco Taco is definitely a big one. Uh, strawberry Shortcake Bar, uh, th- those are really really good. Uh, you know, uh, the the they always sold a uh, I don't know, it's just like this like 
ice cream bar. I don't really know what it was made out of, but it was Sonic the Hedgehog's head, and then his eyes were gumballs. That was a good one too. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I remember the ones that you would get it like it would be like Bugs Bunny, and you get the the ice cream gumballs, or it could be. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. There's also like Taz and like like all the all the all the ses not Sesame Street uh, all the Looney Tunes characters. I mean, speaking of Sesame Street, there was Elmo once. I mean, yeah, they always got like all the all the faces you could want, really, which. Uh, let's not talk about how weird that is that we just like, <laughs> like, kids, like, like here's this here's this uh this treat with uh, your favorite character's face on it now eat it that's a little weird but whatever that's a conversation for a different day indeed steven indeed all right well moving right along here i just felt like uh we should cool down with some refreshing ice cream news um, for sure for sure well congratulations uh ed china yeah, there you go. Congratulations. Like I said, for, for accidentally Ed. setting a record. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, more food news, Stephen. More food news. Uh, man My favorite. E- <laughs> yes. <laughs> man eats 107 blueberries in one minute for Guinness World Record. Uh, and nah, Idaho. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, continue. I got some words, but continue. Oh, goodness. Uh, An Idaho man with a habit of breaking world records sets another um, uh, world record uh, uh, to his collection here uh, when he ate 107 blueberries in one minute. Uh, David Rush, um, who has broken more than 150 Guinness World Records to promote STEM education, (laughs) wow, uh, said that blueberry the blueberry record uh, required speed and precision. As the rules required him to only uh, uh, to use only one hand uh, to to pick up only one blueberry at a time. Uh, oh, I see. I see. okay. So this mm. does uh, this does require some skill. I uh, see. It seems uh, the total was fast enough to beat the previous record of one hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, he ate one hundred seven. The previous record was ninety six, set by a British man named Luke Roberts in mm. October mm. twenty nineteen. So it doesn't seem like that record stood for very long, Stephen. No, no, definitely not. You said 2019? Yes, October mm. 2019. So mm. what, less than a year later. Yeah, uh, wow. you know, This guy, David Rush, uh, <laughs> was quite a dick and just broke the record <laughs> instead. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm not even going to let you hold that for a year. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so when I first heard the number 107... I was thinking, that's a rookie, rookie number. Like, how is that a world record? I could demolish, like, like, like 400 blueberries in a minute, I feel like. But then, but then you have the stipulation of the one blueberry with one hand at a time. And see, I have a problem with that. Because the record isn't how many blueberries can you eat in a minute while eating one at a time and using only one hand. It's how many can you eat in a minute. You need to let me shovel that into my face, like, as fast as I want to, you know? In, it, yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, that I mean, bothers it, me. it I does like seem it. like a very stringent rule, yes. It does, it does. And then, you know, you may not know this about me, but I fucking love berries. Blueberries, raspberries, sorry for the F-bomb. I just feel so strongly about these berries, you know. Uh, and blueberries in particular, man, I could... Like I said, I could smash like 400 in a minute, I feel like, if I was able to just like hmm. shuffle them in. Interesting. <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating with that number, man. I feel like I could do it. Hmm. 400. Yeah, with a, with a blueberry shovel, eh? Okay. <laughs> well, those, those are my hands. See, I call oh. them blueberry shovels. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Understood. So I'm, I'm, really, I'm really always carrying blueberry shovels with me. I'm always prepared, you know, to set this record. So... Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't like that rule. It bothers me. Of all the berries that you just named off, is there mm-hmm. a favorite berry of yours? Um, like, like, probably what is, blueberry. It probably is the blueberry? Yeah, it probably is the blueberry. Yeah. Uh, raspberries are real good. Blackberries are really good. Um, is a cherry a, a berry? I don't believe the cherry is a berry. Well, let me, let me no? see. I'll, let me research this here real I don't quick. Know. Is that like or, a good cherry? Cherries are, are great. 
I mean, uh, if you go to Seattle and go to, um, oh, what do they call it? It's like a, there's like a market in Seattle and it's like call, it has a name. Um, can't remember what it's called, but they sell these cherries there, these black cherries that are like, dude, they're like the size of a, oh man, I don't know. They're, they're huge though. They're like three inches wide. Mm. It's like the size of a cutie. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Cuties? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big, big fan. Yeah. Now imagine a cherry that size. Mm, those are it's those the are greatest big, thing those are big cherries where do you find those in in seattle at this at this market um hmm. i can't remember what what the market's called but if you find okay. yourself in seattle find those cherries because they're they're great sounds good man i'll have to i'll have to hit up my cousin he lives in seattle maybe he can mail oh, me some dang there you go there you go okay it's so together so a a berry is a fruit that does not have a core okay um, okay. And and that makes it uh, that makes it completely edible, whereas cherries they do have a core, uh, mm. and thus they are classified as what you call a droop. That sounds fake. <laughs> that doesn't sound like the real word for that. Uh, D r u p a droop. Interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What well, what are some other droops? So if if a cherry is a droop, what what else is a droop? Um, let me see. This mm. is riveting, riveting podcast content. <laughs> what uh, are? I mean, we're we're learning about berries, man. What are droops? Dude. Uh, let's see here. Aha! There's a picture guide to what are droops. Oh, good. Good. Uh, we've got uh, almonds. Uh, what? Yeah, coffee is considered a droop. Um, coconut. Uh, dates, cherries, apricots, nectarines, and pistachios. Huh. Okay. Yep. A droop is a fleshy fruit with thick skin and has a central stone containing the seed. So there you go, Stephen. All Droops. right. Well, I mean, I guess there you have it. But an almond's not a fleshy fruit. Whatever. I'll let it slide. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Stephen. I don't know. That's what, uh, that's what the science tells me. I, I see. I see. Well, the science is wrong. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what's not wrong? What's that? Getting paid for doing nothing. And that's mm. exactly what a German university is offering to do for you. A university in Germany is offering uh, idleness grants to Germans willing to abstain from activity as part of a research for, uh, for an exhibition on sustainability. The University of Fine Arts in Hamburg, or in Fine Arts in Hamburg, rather. Ah, I see. Uh, mm, yes, there's not a city called Hamburg. That mm. that that would be something, though. Yes. Um, uh, let me see here. Uh, they are offering grants here uh, currently to three people uh, who will receive a grant for doing absolutely nothing, uh, and they will be paid uh, $1,900 to engage in a specific form of active inactivity, is what they're calling it. What does that mean? <laughs> mm, indeed. Um, let me see here. Doing nothing isn't very easy, uh, Friedrich von Boris, the architect of the design uh, theorist who has designed the program, told The Guardian. We want to focus on active inactivity. If you say you are not going to move for a week, then that's impressive. If you propose you are not going to move or think, that might be even better. Uh, van Boris said the period of inactivity is up to the applicant. If you are not going, to, if you say you're not going to sleep, then you can only do that for a couple of days. But if you say you're not going to, uh, if you're not going to shop, then that's something you could sustain for even longer. Um, huh? This is this is very interesting here, Stephen. Yeah. Um, van Bo- uh, Van Boris said that the idea is to explore the relationship between how society encourages sustainability and how society places value on material success. This scholarship is not a joke, but an experiment with serious intentions. How can you turn a society that is su- that is structured around achievements and accomplishments on its head? Van Bory said. Um, hmm. Hmm. This is interesting. Uh, apparently, it is he's, interesting. Yeah, he he's saying that he wants to explore this question. Uh, what can I refrain from so that my life has fewer negative consequences on the lives of others? Oh, uh, I I mean I I feel like there's a better route that you could take though. 
<laughs> I mean, certainly. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. So the thing that that is interesting to me is how open ended the like this study is. You know, like normally with with studies like these, you know, you're put in like a room. You know, it's very controlled and, and everything has, you know, everything's planned out and everything like that. But if he's letting you pick the st- stipulation, I mean, like, that's, I don't know, that's not like a very, it's not a very, like, scientific approach. You know what I mean? Hmm. Perhaps not. I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I, I feel like they should set the parameters and then and then test based on that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I will say... Uh, on the surface, that sounds great, you know, getting paid to do nothing. But like, when when you actually sit and think about it, that sounds awful. Mm-hmm. You know, like do nothing, like at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know how long I would last in doing that. I mean, I could probably, you know, if you're like, hey, you know, stay on your couch for a week, I could probably pull that off. Yeah, yeah, but like, am I allowed to do things like while I'm on the couch? Can I use my phone and like stuff like that, or am I literally yeah. just sitting on the couch? Yeah, just you, you just can't leave from the couch. I see. Like you know, um, you might have to have people like wait hand and foot on you, but I mean, if right. you had like I don't know, I, I think I could maybe convince Mrs. Headlock Talk to let me do that. Um, Possibly, yeah. <laughs> she probably wouldn't be too thrilled with it, but I'd be like, hey, nineteen hundred dollars, you know. Yeah, and it's like, all right, bet. I mean, what do you need? You know. <laughs> no, I mean, I could probably, I could probably do like about a week of that, and then I would just, I would go insane. Like, I have to get up and do something, you know. Indeed. Yeah. I don't know. Well, what else is insane here is this next story. Mm. Uh, some stealthy. Uh, this is a tongue twister of a headline here, Stephen. Oh snap. <clears throat> Stealthy thieves steal 330-pound safe from a ninja museum. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. A Japanese museum dedicated to the history and practices of the ninjas was targeted by thieves who apparently knew something of stealth themselves, stealing $9,470 in three minutes. Uh, The uh, Iga Ryu Ninja Museum, uh, located in Iga me perfecture uh said that there was no staff members inside when the late night thieves broke in and triggered an alarm uh police were summoned to the scene and determined the thieves had used a crowbar to force open the door and made off with a 330 pound safe containing admissions fees from more than 1,000 visitors the museum Mm. said about nine thousand four hundred and seventy dollars was inside the safe and the thieves are believed to have been in and out of the museum in about three minutes uh so yeah Interesting stuff here. Uh, Steven, uh, I'm more surprised that there just weren't ninjas standing guard at the Ninja Museum. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, I mean, if if anyone in the world is equipped enough to be guarded by ninjas, I would think it would be a Ninja Museum, you know? Mm. I, I also want to say a crowbar is uh, not very ninja-like. No, I, I, w- I would imagine that that would uh, that actually make quite the disturbance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mm-hmm. guess since no one was inside, uh, then yeah. Mm. See, this could be the this could be the plot of a movie though. Like I'm a, I'm imagining <laughs> like these guys coming into the museum and like you know looking at the blueprints, mm. talking to to the employees about like when the shift changes and like all this stuff, and then and then they go in with a crowbar at the end of the movie, and and you're just like, well, what was the whole point of the first forty five minutes? You it's know, like it's <laughs> ninja heist. <laughs> Yeah, but like not really because we used a crowbar. So, mm-hmm. but it it still could be a blockbuster. That's all I'm saying. Who who would you cast in the movie Ninja Heist, Stephen? Oh, Ninja Heist. Yeah, oh, well, man. we got we got to we got to we got to put this movie together here. Apparently, it's like the Ocean's Eleven of of uh, <laughs> the modern day. Right, right. Uh, man, I don't even know who who would be a good fit for a Ninja Heist movie. I mean. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. You gotta have your 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 main character has to be pretty suave, uh, mm. good talker, uh, mm-hmm. p- probably fairly good looking. Uh, Jonah Hill. All right, so we'll we'll cast Jonah Hill as the lead here in mm-hmm. uh, in yeah, Ninja Jonah Heist. Hill. So, so Jonah Hill, he's on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonah Hill's on the list. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'd like to include Sean Bean. 
you, you have to put uh, you know a British guy in there, the suave British guy that that's kind of like the he's like the mastermind of this whole thing, you know. Mm, okay, so yeah. so maybe he, maybe he's more of like a Jonah Hill's like the the lead guy. He's got the he's got the ideas. He's the idea man. But then you've got this this British guy uh, mm-hmm. who can who actually makes the the thing happen. Exactly, right, Jonah you know, Hill's you know he's got that charisma uh, to to be able to get all this info out of the people. The, you the know? gift of gab. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we got the gift of gab. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, I would I would like to bring Shia LaBeouf back. Uh, I think Shia LaBeouf's a, a great actor, and uh, he doesn't do enough movies. So let's bring Shia LaBeouf in here also. Okay, so we've got Shia LaBeouf. We've got uh, Sean Bean. You said Sean Bean, yeah, and Jonah Hill. Okay, um, and, and see, we would need at least four people, I think, to get this heist off the ground. Okay, so so what's um, so what's Shia LaBeouf's role here? What what what, what does he do? Shia LaBeouf's the grunt. Shia LaBeouf, okay. I, I mean, what, whatever Sean Bean needs, you know. Okay, okay, he he facilitates things. He okay. facilitates exactly. He's not he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. You know. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he's like also the getaway driver, perhaps. Oh yeah, yeah. See now, now I'm thinking a getaway driver. Maybe uh, maybe Jason Statham. Okay, so so Jason Statham, I I, mm-hmm. I think so. Jason Statham could fill two two voids here that I think we we really desperately need for this movie. What's that? Um, so he can he can be the role of the driver. Obviously, he's he's pretty good at that. I would imagine based off of uh, his recent role history. Um, uh-huh. But crank. but crank, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Fast and Furious, right? True, true. Um, I always forget he was in. Uh, Fast and Furious. He he was literally in the driver, wasn't he? Like that was that was his movie. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. actually. Uh, yeah. So, um, and then uh, well, he can also fill the role of like uh, like the, the badass, right? Like he like we right. need like we need somebody who's there when the shit goes down, right? Right. Uh, yeah. You know, somebody who can like you know help clean up the thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good point. So, so yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what mm-hmm. a what an interesting collection of people we have on this uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> on this cast of Jonah this Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill, Shia LaBeouf, Jason Statham, and uh who and Sean Bean. Sean Bean. What a what a cast. Quite, quite. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd watch the movie. We we need a female presence in the movie. Maybe like a love interest or like a or like somebody oh, yes. else who's like on the team who's got like a special skill set. Maybe somebody who's maybe more stealthy. Because uh, I I don't feel as though with these four men that we have yes. here, there's not a lot of stealth involved here for Ninja Heist. This is true. This we, is true. Um, hmm. Maybe like uh, let's see. What what about Anna Kendrick? Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. She was in. She was in uh, Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she would be good. I think. See, see, the thing about Anna Kendrick is that she's she's very short, so she could fit in tight spaces. Which you know, that's mm. the that's your stealth right there. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's... I can only assume she's light on her feet. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah. Um. Hmm. 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 Okay, so we'll we'll roll with Anna Kendrick there, as okay. the, uh, the the female lead to the movie as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she she provides the stealth in the movie, uh, Ninja Heist. <laughs> there you go. There oh you go. goodness, we just oh. wrote a wrote an award winning movie here. <laughs> I think so, Stephen. I think so. <laughs> oh goodness, we um, like hammer this down so that no one steals it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll go contact Jonah Hill. Don't worry about it. I got it. Mm-hmm. You just ring him up, you know. Uh, so from from breaking in to breaking loose, a fugitive mm. parrot has uh, been captured after three days on the lam in Illinois. Uh, a macaw mm. parrot has, uh, that led its owners on a three-day chase through a Chicago suburb was recaptured with help from police public works employees, uh, or from police public works employees, and a bucket truck. Uh, mm. Sisters Amy and Tammy uh, Matuk of Glenview said that they uh, were taking the four-year-old blue and yellow bird, Luna, for an appointment at Niles Animal Hospital. But Luna flew off before they could land her, uh, before rather they could hand her off uh, to a veterinarian technician outside the facility. I just felt cold dread, Amy said. Uh, 
Uh, she's uh-huh. flown away before due to her due to our mistakes, but usually it's just to the backyard tree and back. The fact that this was so uh, so far from home was so scary. Um, so yeah, Good. where did they find find this uh, parrot at? It was in a uh, Chicago suburb. Uh, mm. Let me see here. Peter Babakin, an operations officer for the Niles Police Department, saw Luna fly past his office window on her, uh, her third day of wandering the village. Uh, he contacted the Niles Animal Hospital, which summoned the uh, Matooks to the scene. Uh, Babakin also called in a Niles Public Works crew with a bucket truck to attempt to reach Luna in a tall tree in a parkway near the Niles Rain Garden. Uh, Babakin, a former animal control officer, volunteered to go up in the bucket truck, but Luna flew off again when he came within inches of grabbing her. Uh, Luna fled to a tree right across the street where her owners were finally able to coax her into returning to their arms. I'm glad she cooperated and didn't get too scared off by all the semi-trucks and fire trucks driving by. Uh, and I'm glad that we got in touch with the owner. Uh, we uh, probably wouldn't have gotten her without the owner, uh, Babakin said. So mm-hmm. there, there you go. A, a heartwarming tale of a of a bird and and her family. Yeah, yeah. That it really uh, you know, tugs on the heartstrings a little bit. That that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Makes you feel good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. You know, I'm glad the the uh, the bird Luna got returned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never really understood birds as pets, though. Uh, that always seemed like a risky move because of the yeah. you know, the whole flying thing. Of course, of course, yeah. I mean, you can't really, you know, you can't take your bird on a walk, you know. <laughs> no, you you cannot take your bird um, on a walk. Which, I mean, you normally wouldn't take, like, a cat or, like, a lizard on a walk or, or anything like that either. But, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's, uh, I don't know, like, that's a requirement for a pet is, like, even if you don't normally take them out for a walk, you, you need to be able to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with you. I never understood the the bird thing, just because like, and I I get your point of them, you know, possibly flying away or something like that. But more on my point is hearing birds in the morning, right when you wake up, is very nice. It's very very relaxing. Mm. Um, hearing a bird at eleven thirty at night when you're trying to sleep is the opposite of relaxing. Uh, I had a friend in elementary school who, who uh, had a bird, or I guess his family had a bird or whatever. And uh, yeah, eventually we stopped we, we stopped spending the night at his house because it's just like, this is atrocious. This is terrible. <laughs> like, I, I don't have anything against parrots or birds in general, but like, why would you willingly do that to yourself? I don't know, Steven. I really don't know. I don't all right, sorry about that, guys. We had to uh, take a brief pause here. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of pause, uh, mm. our next story here: Bear wanders into California grocery store, steals a bag of chips. I see what you did there. Pause <laughs> and pause. I appreciate that. Indeed, Stephen. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. A customer at a California grocery store captured a video of a shoplifting bear strolling into the store and nonchalantly walking off with a bag of chips in its mouth. Adina Baidu uh, said that she was leaving the Safeway store in Kings Beach with her cart when she nearly ended up on a <laughs> oh goodness when she nearly ended up in a head-on collision with the bear. God. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there was this woman walking out of the Safeway. Uh, and I almost and almost into a bear. That was me. I'm the woman, Baidu said in the Facebook post. Uh, <laughs> she said a witness had made a high pitched sound that caused her to look up in the t- look up just in time to avoid walking right into the animal. Uh, she captured video of the bear eating some garbage from next to the trash can and went uh, to take her groceries into the van. The woman said she looked uh, moments later and discovered the bear had wandered into the store uh, through the front doors. Uh, she filmed the animal uh, um, as it grabbed a bag of Tostitos chips in its mouth and left the store without paying for the snack. Oh, uh, man. That's mm. really the atrocity here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, one of the themes that we've seen in recent weeks here, Stephen, is that these, these animals, they, they seem to be learning. Uh, they, they seem to be picking up on more of these these more human uh, tendencies. I wonder yes. how long the bear has actually sat and watched as humans strolled into the store thinking, I could probably do that. Right, right. And, and long enough to have known that Tostitos are the kind of chip that you would want, you know, for, for your bear party. Um, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah, that that's weird. So the the first thing I think of with this story is there is there's like no security whatsoever at the store. Like this bear just like walks in, no problem. Like I, I understand a security guard is not going to tackle a bear, but like no one knew about this bear until it was already like in the store. You know, <laughs> I feel like someone should have called the cops and be like, "Hey, by the way." There's a bear in the parking lot. Like, everyone was just, like, nonchalant, just like, oh, whatever, you know? And plus, this chick needs to be more aware of her surroundings. <laughs> She's just on her phone, and Dude. You know, she didn't see the bear coming. Yeah, it's, it's a bad, bad deal all around. Um, what I'm most impressed by here is that, uh, you know, uh, the bear strolls into the store... And, and you know he, I guess he goes right to get the Tostitos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like this was a very quick trip for the bear. He didn't, he didn't uh, daddle around, and no. like you know, he wasn't like looking at the fruit or like pondering, hey, should I get this cake? You know, right, he, right. He, he knew what he wanted. He wanted those chips. Um, he knew what he needed. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I, I wonder if uh, maybe he had like maybe he had a friend who uh, who who gave him some Tostitos one time. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and now that's like a that's that's just a thing that he remembers, and it's like, man, let's bring back some good memories. Let me go <laughs> grab a bag of Tostitos, you know, mm. and, and reminisce about my uh, owner, handler. I don't know, friend, friend of, of some sort. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you you almost wonder if the real crime is that he didn't get the the salsa to go along with it. I mean, truly, truly. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, the I, I will say the bear has good taste in, in the sense that he grabbed the Tostitos, but you're right. Uh, I mean, you got to have some kind of condiment or, 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 or dip of some sort. Mm. Come on, bear. Up your game. Indeed. Indeed. Mm. And speaking of upping the game, uh, <laughs> Tokyo is really... Segments, bro. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, Tokyo is really upping their game as far as their... Uh, restrooms are concerned uh okay so you you mentioned tokyo and i thought we were going to robots and i was going to be mad but we're not going to robots oh i I mean i I don't think so we've we've got that coming up here soon enough steven okay okay (laughs) i knew i couldn't get away from it um but per npr.org and writer bill Chappelle, transparent public toilets unveiled in tokyo parks but they also offer privacy um <laughs> what <laughs> yes um the, <laughs> the idea of using a public restroom with see-through walls may sound like the stuff of nightmares but a japanese yes. architect is hoping uh, to t- to change that view using vibrant colors and new technology to make the restrooms in tokyo parks more inviting uh, there are two things we worry about when entering the public restroom especially these located at a park According to uh, uh, architect uh, Shigeru 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 Bonds Park uh, Shigeru Bon, I guess that's that's uh, the okay. architect, his right firm on. Shigeru Bon. Mm. I think my pronunciation is probably way off. Uh, I think you're close enough. We might be, um, but uh, they state that uh, the first concern is cleanliness, and the second concern is whether anyone is inside. Uh, transparent walls can address both of these worries, Bond says, by showing people what awaits them inside. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> after uh, after users enter the, the restroom and lock the door, the powder room's uh, walls uh, turn a powdery paisal shade, and there are no longer... Uh, they are no longer see-through. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, these, these are not too bad. Um, I will say one of these here, uh, you can still see the uh, the silhouette of what is clearly a toilet. Uh, so I can only imagine, you know, walking by uh, in this park. You, the, It's on, right? It's on. But, uh, you know, you still see the silhouette of a man sitting there. Uh, so that is a little bit concerning. I don't um, enjoy that. <laughs> 
they say, using a new technology, we made the outer walls with glass that become opaque when the door is locked um, and closed so that a person can check inside before entering. Um, let me see here. Uh, they've enlisted uh, multiple different architects to help with this project. At night, the facility lights up uh, the park with a beautiful lantern, or like a beautiful lantern, rather, um, uh, many of the architects are saying. Uh, the project's eye-catching toilets are part of a plan to put people at ease when visiting a public bathroom, a prospect that can, that can trigger a number of responses from relief to trepidation. Mm. Uh, Stephen... Um, I don't know about you. I, I, I sometimes uh-huh. like to take a jog every now and again. Uh, sure. But, uh, you know, I, I am often intimidated by what might await me uh, on the uh, in the bathroom on the trails that I go on sometimes. This is true. These people are animals. <laughs> Whoa, Stephen. Whoa. No, I, no, I mean, you're, you're 100% right. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if anyone's visited a, a park bathroom in, in the last month, uh, they'll know what I'm talking about. People are animals. And uh, yes. th- those bathrooms are insane. Mm. Yeah, they're not always the cleanliest, uh, and uh, especially if you're on a park, uh, particularly here in in Texas, uh, mm-hmm. you never know what might await you. You might walk in, there might be like a, a possum or a snake, or you know, sometimes mm-hmm. even worse. You know, this is true. Uh, so yeah, um, I-, I think that they've got the right idea here in Tokyo. Um, so, I mean, I'll say I appreciate them trying to solve this problem. I will say that. However, um, do we need a, a clear bathroom? Is that something that, that we need as a society? Well, it, it's clear so that way you can see if there's, you know, that, that, that it's vacant. And then when you go inside, you know, and, and lock the door, then, like, mm-hmm. the, the walls become opaque. You can't see inside anymore. See, and that that's all well and good, mm-hmm. but... Wait until the the computer, you know, running this mechanism glitches out, and, and then you're caught with your pecker in your in your hand, and like the whole thing turns completely clear, and, and now you're in a nightmare. Now you're in a nightmare. Congratulations, humanity! You did it to yourself. And, like, and then like the, the the color frame fades, and then like yeah. one of one of the, the walls just like falls over. It's a total calamity. Oh. You're you're just sitting there. Uh, or standing would, there, depending on I would, what... Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, I would curl up and die. Uh, thank you very much. Um, that sounds awful. So, not everything needs, f- like, further technology, okay? Uh, what, what's what's wrong with with the, with the occupied sign? What, what's wrong with that? Well, I mean, could I possibly win you over with some of these features here? A well-known toilet company... <laughs> A well-known toilet company in Japan, and also famous rock band Toto, uh, ah, yes. f- famous for its toilets. <laughs> um, uh, the, the toilets will include perhaps seated, uh, heated seats, rather, uh, bidets and deodorizers. And Toto, the, the company, will advise on toilet equipment and layout of these uh, public restrooms. Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, you could do that now without making it see-through, like. Hmm. Like, I don't know. Sure, cool, cool feature, bro. Like, thanks, but <laughs> I don't know. There's a possibility of of it going haywire and becoming see through, and then it won't matter that I have a heated seat. Hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. If it's winter outside, I'd like to have my heated seat, Stephen. But you can have it without a clear wall. Like, of all the places to put a clear wall. A restroom? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I rest my case. Like that, that just sounds like a terrible idea. Oh goodness. Well, no. Call me on like like version four when you work out all the kinks and there's no possible way to, uh, y- you know, to to have it go haywire or whatever. <laughs> well, uh, from you know, uh, possibly embarrassing. To the utterly mm-hmm. mysterious, the uh, contents yes. of a mysterious safe left on a New York farm will remain a mystery, uh, per UPI writer Ben Hooper. Uh, a mysterious safe that appeared on a New York State farmer's property with a note attached will remain a mystery for the time being, the farmer said. A large safe estimated to weigh between 500 and 600 pounds appeared on uh, 
yeah, big safe. Um, it appeared in a field on a, a Kirk Mathis, Mathis farm um, with a note attached that can read, if you can open this, you can have what's inside. Mathis said deputies had to disperse a crowd of people who attempted to force it open. They took a sledgehammer to it, knocked it, uh, knocked the dial off the handle. Uh, Mathis said uh, they worked on the hinges, kind of beat it up. Uh, my personal feeling is leave it as a mystery, Mathis said. Uh, mm. Stephen, uh, mm. quite odd. I wonder how this safe yes. got there. Yeah, I mean, like, clearly someone put it there. Uh, I mean... I would think, uh, unless it really is a mystery, and then that's a whole other thing. But uh, why why does this farmer want to keep it a mystery? That doesn't make sense to me. Ah, uh, well, we can answer that question for you now. Okay. If you open it, the show is over. In these times, with the virus and the politics, it might give people a chance to set their problems aside uh, and have a lot of fun talking about it, Mathis said. <laughs> I, I mean... I like where your heart is at, but like, I don't think a mysterious box is going to bring us back from 2020. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's going to take a lot more than that. Uh, mm. But hey, he has a good heart, so I got to give him that. Uh, got to give him that. More bizarrely, the safe eventually could become a part of the planned local history museum in the town of Bear. It could have. It could be holding uh, millions of dollars. It could have confetti in there. You have no idea. So just dream," said uh, said a representative <laughs> of the Bar uh, Betterment Committee, one of the groups working on the museum plans. Um, Stephen, likelihood of it being confetti in there? I'd say fairly low. Uh, definitely not confetti. No, but also the <laughs> likelihood of there being a million dollars is very, very low as well. So, uh, I mean, it, it's probably something just like, it's probably like confetti, where it's just like, cool, you know, like the, like there's nothing actually really that cool in there. Like the, the coolness of it is the mystique, you know, mm, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, one thing about, I don't like surprises. Like, I, I, I just don't like surprises, especially no, not, if someone's surprise kind of guy. No, no, especially if someone like comes up to me and is like, hey, I got a surprise for you. Like, it's, what? Fuck you. Tell me like that. <laughs> I, I I hate surprises, man. I, I don't get them. I, I don't uh, I don't like the excitement. It gives me anxiety. Um, so I don't know if I was if I was the like commissioner of this town, I, I would order it to be opened. I need to know what's inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If uh, for no other reason, for safety purposes. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for safety purposes. I mean, if you, if it was your decision on whether or not it would be opened, would you open it, or would you leave it a mystery? Mm, I don't know. There, I, I do like a good mystery. Um, but with that being said, I mean, you kind of want to know what it is, or at least try and you know return it to its proper owners. Maybe there's some, right. some something in there that would indicate who the safe belongs to. Mm-hmm. What if it's a bomb, like? You gotta no. open it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, that, it would probably be wise to have maybe some safety officials around. You know, call the bomb squad, call the fire yeah. department, call the police. I, I mean, I don't know. There's too many, uh, too many wackos in the world. You know, I'm not just gonna trust a mysterious box that that it has something of value in it. You know. Indeed. I don't Steven. know. Maybe maybe that's the cynic in me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll let your cynicism arise here, my friend, uh, okay. because we're moving on from the mysterious to the utterly horrifying. Uh, Facebook is-, is training robot assistants to hear as well as see. <sighs> this is per MIT Technology Review and writer Karen Ho. Uh, the company's AI lab is pushing the boundaries of its virtual uh, simulation platform to train AI agents to carry out tasks like get my ringing phone. (laughs) Oh, goodness. In June 2019, Facebook's AI lab Fair released um, uh, AI Habitat, a new simulation platform for training AI agents. It allowed agents to explore various realistic uh, virtual environments like a furbished apartment or a cubicle-filled office. The AI then could be ported into a robot, which would gain the smarts to navigate through the real world without crashing. 
Um, <laughs> uh, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen, are you still there? Oh, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> so ju- just to reiterate, uh, I guess, something that's becoming somewhat of a catchphrase for me. Thanks, I hate it. Um, uh, look, one day they're they're grabbing your phone off the table, and, and then the next day they're competing in the Olympics. I mean, where where does it stop? You know, where where does it stop? Uh, this is a good question here, Stephen. I, I, I'm I'm really not quite sure. Um, but basically, what this article sums up here, and I, I would recommend everybody check it out. Um, but yeah, they're basically they're building algorithms here in labs um, and, and one of the tests here a sound rendering tool uh, that allowed researchers to add highly realistic acoustics to any given habitat environment uh, it, it was um, let's see here it could render sounds produced by hitting different pieces of furniture or the sounds of uh, heel versus sneakers on the floor uh, the addition gives habitat the ability to train agents on tasks that would require ver- uh, visual and auditory sensing like get my phone or Open the door where the person is knocking. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, so, so there is that. Um, so, so we Facebook is training these robots here to. Uh, I, I guess we're slowly getting to like the Jetsons. I guess perhaps. It seems like it. Yeah, or, or maybe some uh, so, some creepy Orwellian version of of the Jetsons. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like that combines two of the the scariest things uh, for me: robots and Facebook. <laughs> not not a fan of the the book, Stephen. That's what the kids call it now. Is that what the kids are calling it? <laughs> the book, the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean F- Facebook is a. Oh man, I don't want to go too far into this, but yeah, Facebook's like a like a really terrible company. Like they're they're really just awful. Uh, for humanity in a lot of ways uh and then you combine that with with robots yes robots dude there's there's very few people in this world that i would trust to to develop a, a robot um with you know advanced ai that would not want to kill everybody um facebook is not one of those people that i would trust hey it's your friend cindy from high school oh god <laughs> what a total bitch <laughs> See, you're just giving me like you're giving me a glimpse into the future, and I don't like it. No, no, I'm not about it. I'm not about it. Facebook, you need to stop this. The, the, the robot should give you abilities to block people on Twitter. <laughs> you know, Facebook. But see, the, yeah. man, the robot might take it the wrong way. You know, the, and then you like maybe they they think you want to like block that person from life. And then, and then now you have a murder robot on your hands. Mm-hmm. Have, have you seen Age of Ultron? Yes. Many times, actually. Me too. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No strings on me. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Dude, that scene is so creepy. <laughs> scene I'm, I'm sure that was really like your creepy. worst nightmare. Uh, oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I was like, I don't know. 18 or or something like that when it when it came out and uh yeah even back then i was like this is the most unsettling thing i've ever seen how is everyone not like afraid of this i don't know (laughs) you guys know this is real right (laughs) right it's happening (laughs) you're like the pentagon (laughs) you're like standing up shouting in the movie theater (laughs) like people like sit down kid (laughs) try to watch the movie we're all going to Die! <laughs> oh, goodness. Just trying to warn everybody, you know? Indeed, Steven. Indeed. I use my platform to save humanity. Well, hopefully we're getting closer. Um, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> but, but unfortunately, we can't save all of humanity, Steven, as we are going to close out our show with some Florida news. Indeed. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, drunk Florida man drives lawnmower on the highway, deputies say. Uh, suspect has had prior DUI convictions. Mm. Um, a Florida man who admittedly 
maybe, or quote rather, maybe had a little too much to drink, was, <laughs> was caught on dash camera riding a lawnmower down a highway, according to the Marion County Sheriff's Department. Uh, deputies said they caught Paul Burke of Fort McCoy driving the riding lawnmower in the middle of the highway of, of Highway 316 on Wednesday. What a fitting yeah. highway to ride. Austin uh, 316. <laughs> <laughs> uh, video provided by the department shows Burke slurring his words and admitting that he had been drinking, although he never qualifies exactly how much he had. At first, Burke said he had, quote, a couple. Uh, <laughs> but when asked by, uh, again by the deputy, uh, again, he replies, I'm not going to lie to you. And then later says, I've maybe had a little bit too much to drink tonight. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Berg said he had just left his home and was driving uh, to his home. It, mm. Wait, what? That, that doesn't what, check out. No. <laughs> That's what he says. Uh, according to the footage, the deputy tries to get Burke to perform a field sobriety test, but Burke says he can't complete the exercise because he's, quote, been drinking too much. <laughs> Burke asks if he can be issued a ticket and be on his way. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So I'm going to ask you one more time if you want to do these exercises, the deputy says. No, sir, just take me to jail, Burke replies. Uh, <laughs> the deputy said Burke has three prior DUI convictions and as a result does not have a valid driver's license. Uh, driving a lawnmower in the middle of a road where the speed limit is 55 miles per hour is dangerous and illegal. And deputies wrote in a Facebook post, add being drunk into the mix, it can become fatal. Burke was, was arrested on a DUI charge. Uh, Steven. Yes. Have you ever ridden a lawnmower before? Uh, I have, actually. Yeah. 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 How is it? Yeah. I've, I've never actually used one before. Uh, I mean, it's about as uh, smooth as you would imagine it is. <laughs> it's it's uh, not a smooth ride at all. Uh, mm. It's not very fast. Mm. Uh, I mean, it, it depends on, you know, the one you ride the the one i was riding was not very fast um but but then i've seen some uh you know some landscapers on the side of the road you know hauling ass in, in some of those some of those lawnmowers so maybe it's just the one that i was riding mm-hmm. wasn't very fast but i don't know it's not a smooth ride uh certainly i don't mm-hmm. know it, is is it still a dui if it's not a street legal vehicle <laughs> I, I wonder if the uh Maybe the lawnmower's impounded somewhere, you know? That's uh, a, maybe. That's a possibility, too. Uh, but I will say, granted, for having his license suspended, uh, he, he did find quite a unique workaround. I'll give him that. I mean, that's true. Quite that's the ingenuity uh, right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't need a license to to <laughs> ride a lawnmower. <laughs> I mean, I got to say, the logic is sound. Hmm, hmm. I feel like this this wouldn't have gone so so poorly for him had he not been drinking. You know what I mean? Mm. If he was Indeed. if he was sober this entire time, the cop probably would have just been like, "Dude, like, come on, like you you had to know this wasn't going to work. Go home." But because he was drinking, it made it so much worse for him. This is true. Hey, he kept yeah. changing his story. You know, it's right. a, it's a it's a whole thing. It seems. Yeah, it's too much. I will say that this is like a, a textbook Florida man story, like like a hundred percent. Well, uh, we'll finish out with one more bit of Florida news here, uh, okay. per the Associated Press and WinkNews.com, W-I-N-K out of Florida, uh, in uh, Boynton Beach. A man went for a nine-mile ride down a busy highway, but in an unusual fashion. On the hood of a tractor trailer. Mm. Uh, the South Florida Sun Sentinel reported that the unidentified man climbed onto the hood of uh, onto the hood Saturday after stopping his vehicle uh, along Florida's turnpike and walking out onto the highway. Uh, the Florida Highway Patrol says the uh, tractor trailer driver continued on down the road as the man clung onto the hood and began pounding on the windshield with his fists and his forehead. Eventually, Damn. troopers stro- uh, stopped the tractor trailer and took the man into custody. He was committed for a 72-hour uh, mental health check evaluation under mm. the state's bank, uh, Baker Acts. Uh, mm. No serious injuries were reported. Uh, I will say, this story does sound quite serious, obviously. Uh, oh, but, yeah. the, but the video is uh, quite something to watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, man. Uh, that, 
I feel like these Florida stories just get like more crazy every time. Like, why why is it Florida? Like, what is it about Florida, man? I don't know, man. I I, I, I maybe maybe it's just the the tropical heat. Uh, yeah, like, is there something man. in the water? You know, maybe maybe it's being just like that close to the Atlantic Ocean on all sides, basically. I, I don't know. It. I don't know. Like all of the all of the. I mean, not all, but. I don't know, like half of the the crazy wacky stories you hear come from Florida, and and I, and I don't know why. Like I feel like at, at this point, I'm doing myself a disservice by not going to Florida and, and seeing like what's what the hell is going on out there. You know? Yeah. No. Indeed. Uh, I will say also, um, on a more humorous note, uh, the man appears uh, on the uh, hood of the truck. Um, he's actually stripped down to his underwear and his socks uh, as he's clinging onto the hood of the tractor trailer uh, going down the highway. I see. Man, maybe he should have. Uh, maybe he should have called the guy from the first Florida story, and uh, it would have been a lot safer. <laughs> it's like okay, lot buddy. Safer. I'll just come pick you up. Okay. <laughs> But then again, he seemed pretty aggressive. Maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> you don't want him uh, getting close to the other guy. So <laughs> maybe we would have been reporting a much different story here, possibly. Mm-hmm. Perhaps so, Stephen. Perhaps yeah. so. <laughs> well, uh, shout out to the Florida men. Um, y'all, y'all are some crazy, crazy people. But we love you. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, Stephen. Now, be safe out there when you cling to the hood of a tractor trailer going down the highway. Because uh, we know we can't stop you, but just be safe when you do it. Just Yeah, just try your best. That's exactly. all we ask. Just try your best. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I'm a parent that's like, we would prefer you to not do drugs, but if you're going to, make sure you do them at, uh, you know, in, in our house. S- safely. Yeah, safely. Exactly. <laughs> do you, Florida. But be conscious about it. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, goodness. Well, <clears throat> Stephen, this has been a wonderful time here, talking all sorts of news with you here this week on the Tanner and Stephen Variety Show. Yes, um, But uh, I'm all out of news for this week. Uh, we'll return again next week for even more news and uh, perhaps a little bit of something extra. Uh, previously on Twitter, we had had a great debate and conversation over uh, the uh, the you know the, the the chicken sandwich. I think it is. Uh, uh, yes. So, so uh, Stephen and I have decided that uh, we will actually go out and purchase some of these chicken sandwiches and decide once and for all mm-hmm. who has the best chicken sandwich. Yeah, it's, so, it's time to end it. It's time to end it. Indeed. So write mm-hmm. to us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Uh, tell us what is your favorite chicken sandwich. We'll round out the the top participants here, and uh, we'll we'll make sure to go and pick up those sandwiches and tell you all about who we think has the best chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, until then, uh, we do recommend that you visit naturallyhemps.com and check out their new line of CBD goodness. Yes, they have everything from tinctures to gummies uh, to uh, just all sorts of different things like lotions and balms. Uh, so um, use promo code HLT10 at checkout uh, for all of your CBD needs. You get 10% off of your entire purchase, and that offer never expires. So use it to your heart's content. Um, in addition to that, you can also visit naturallypure.com, or I'm sorry, naturallypuresanitizer.com, rather, uh, for uh, all of your hand sanitizer needs as well. Uh, especially nowadays, got to keep clean, folks. It's always good it's to true. have a... It's always good to have that spare bottle of hand sanitizer near you. Uh, so why not make sure to choose Naturally Pure Sanitizer uh, for all your hand sanitizer needs and use promo code HLT10 for 10% off there too. Uh, we also have AmericanVaporCompany.com for all of your vapor uh, for all of your vaping needs. If you are a vapor and in need of e-liquid, uh, choose AmericanVaporCompany.com and use promo code HLT10 for checkout there as well. Uh, they have uh, e-liquids ranging from uh, fruit flavors, menthol flavors, um, all the way to tobacco flavors, candy flavors, even fruit, uh, even syrup flavors and fruit flavors as well. Uh, mm-hmm. so, I'm actually uh, using uh, one of their flavors called Unity Squanch. Uh, it's a really good uh, blue raspberry candy flavor, and uh, that's what I'm vaping on right now. It's really, really good. Awesome. Well, yeah, if you're a vapor and in need of e-liquid, again, don't hesitate. Go to naturally... 
uh, I'm sorry, not naturally. Uh, go to AmericanFaporCompany.com uh, for all of your e-liquid needs. Um, but until then, make sure to follow us uh, on Twitter at Headlock Talk and hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to, to podcasts here, uh, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or anywhere else for that matter. And if you're able to, leave us a five-star rating review wherever you listen to podcasts. would be greatly appreciated, guys. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, Steven, is there anything else that I'm forgetting here today? Uh, I think that's it, man. We, we got all the Florida news, the, the animal news, the robot news. Yeah, I think we got it. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, Stephen. All righty. Well, y'all take care out there. Be safe. Know that we love you and have yourself a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Later. Kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home. Lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win from Morris Home. What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenni's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95.